الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اربع اذا كنا فيك فلا عليك ما فاتك من الدنيا صدق حديث وحفظ امانه وحسن خليقه وعفه في طعمه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam we are living in an increasingly superficial environment and world outward beauty excellence in appearance this is something that has become the focal point of the existence of many people a glaring testimony of this will be the multi billion dollar cosmetic industry the people are prepared to spend stupendous amounts of money to appear attractive to appear beautiful the mafhum of one riwayat ibn adam allah taala calls out o ibn adam o insan how much effort you are making kam tatazayyanta linnas how much effort you are making to make yourself beautiful attractive for the people fa hal tazayyanta li ajli have you made effort to make yourself beautiful in the eyes of allah and when we talk of in the eyes of allah by extension in the eyes of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Tomorrow in Allah's court in Qiyamah, in the world, people may have looked up to us. In the world, this may have been a beautiful and an attractive person. In Allah's court, are we attractive? In Allah's court, are we beautiful? Is the testimony of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our favor that this is a beautiful person? We have to understand, my respected brothers, every one of us particularly in our current geopolitical context we are a minority in this country in many parts of the world muslims are minority we have an added burden or responsibility one is mashallah we may be practicing muslims five times namazi we may be fasting in the month of ramadan carrying out the obligatory acts of ibadat of deen but coupled with this every one of us is an ambassador for islam every one of us has an added burden and responsibility you want to make yourself attractive 
become attractive in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Enhance your beauty and your attractiveness, not only superficially, externally, internally, become a beautiful and an attractive human being. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in the Qur'an, that Allah has presented in front of us the most beautiful human being they can ever be. Externally, internally, from every aspect, from every direction, he was kamal, he was perfection, he was the epitome, the height of beauty and attraction. And when Allah places this personality on a pedestal, and Allah says, this is uswa, this is your role model. Keep this in front of you. This is your goal. This is what you are supposed to aspire towards. Very beautifully in the Quran, Allah says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَّنًا Allah says, لَقَدْ Definitely, without a doubt, كَانَ لَكُمْ Past tense which creates greater emphasis. Definitely without a doubt, there is for you, fi Rasulillah, in Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uswatun hasana. The most interesting, the Quran uses the word hasana, because Allah knows this desire for beauty that overtakes human being. Allah has made it part of our psyche, our nature. We want to be beautiful. Allah says, you want to be beautiful. The most beautiful example, perfect role model is Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Become a beautiful human being by following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the occasion of Jumu'ah. Time is very limited. The Shariat, Quran, Quran is Bahrullah Sahilallah. It's a limitless ocean. The ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is one title that is given to scholars of hadith. One of it is called Hafiz-e-Hadith. Hafiz-e-Hadith means someone who knows one million ahadith by heart. A personality who in the science of hadith is able to, from memory, like Imam Abu Zura rahimahullah used to say, like how you people read Kulu Allahu Ahad, I can read one million ahadith by heart. So, such an extensive ocean of knowledge. Occasion of Jumu'ah, it's impossible. But the shafaqa, kindness, compassion of our master, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave us a nature, an essence. He condensed this entire masla. This entire issue in four things. Very often we find when Sahaba would come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would also look for something brief. This is human nature. We don't want to get into a long polluted thing. We're looking for some easy way. Or sometimes a shortcut. Sahaba would ask, Ya Rasulullah, tell us something. La asalu anhu ahadan ba'dak. We find these expressions in riwayat. Ya Rasulullah, tell us something. After this, we don't need to ask you anything more. In other words, tell us something concise. Something we can hold on to. This hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which I recited in the beginning. I'm going to translate it now. My Nabi says, Arba'un, four things. 
are bound. And if we look at these four things, unfortunately, like I mentioned, occasion of Juma is very brief. Not sure if we will be able to cover these four things also. But very, very briefly, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, these four things are such, if one has to look at it, it is almost as if the entire edifice of Islam, Quran and Hadith, is built on these four things. And how important these four things are, Arba'un, إِذَا كُنَّ فِيكَ فَلَا عَلَيْكَ مَا فَاتَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Allahu Akbar. How beautifully Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam puts it. You want to become beautiful internally, externally. You want a beautiful life. You want peace, you want muhabbat. You want love, you want affection, you want acceptance. You want to be free from depression. You want to be free from mental stress, mental worries. All this is contained. You want to become beautiful in Allah's court in Akhirat. You want your dunya to be made, you want your Akhirat to be made. My Nabi says, hold on to four things. فَلَا عَلَيْكَ مَا فَاتَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا If nothing, he says, if you have these four things, you have everything. Your dunya is made, your Akhirat is made, you need nothing else. In another hadith it comes, ma darraka. Nothing can harm you, whatever you've lost of the world, you've lost nothing if you have these four things. Allahu Akbar. What are these four things? The first thing Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Sidqu hadithin. Sidqu hadithin. When you speak, speak the truth. Safwan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. One sahabi comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ayakuna al-mu'min jabbanan. Ya Rasulullah, can a man have iman and be buzdil, be a coward? No culture, no culture promotes cowardliness. Every culture frowns on cowardliness. Yet, Allah's Rasul sallallahu is being asked, can cowardliness and iman come together? My Nabi says, yes, it is possible. Ayakuna al-mu'min bakhil. Can a man be miserly and have iman? Yeah also. Yeah also. Islam frowns upon miserliness. A Muslim is a generous person. Yet Rasulullah sallallahu says it is possible. Third question is asked. Ayakuna al-mu'min kathaban. Can a man have iman and be a liar? Can a man have iman and be deceitful? Can a man have iman and be dishonest? Yeah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu says, La, it is not possible to have iman and be a liar. Yutba'ul mu'min ala al-khilali kulliha illa al-kathib wal-khiyana. Another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu He said, a mu'min, my ummati can, can commit, the mafum of the hadith can commit every wrong, every crime. We are insan, we are weak, we'll make mistakes, we'll ask Allah for forgiveness. He said, every sin is possible, but two sins, iman and these two sins don't come together. He said, al-kathib wal-khiyana, al-kathib wal-khiyana, lying and being what we call dokabaz, deceiving people. Eating up the haq of people, this does not gel with iman, the greatest the greatest ni'mat and bounty of Jannah. The greatest ni'mat and what is Jannah? A'adatu li'ibadis salihin. Ma la'ayinun ra'at. 
ولا أذن سمعت ولا خطر على قلب بشر الله أكبر My Nabi said Allah says I have prepared for my slaves for my bandas that are obedient to me in Jannat such a Jannat no eye has ever seen anything like it no ear has ever heard of such things no mind has ever imagined a place like Jannat such a Jannat فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنْ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah says imagine everything that pleases you that excites you everything that is ecstatic to you imagine it you will still not be able to imagine what I have kept in Jannat no one knows such a Jannat and yet, of all the ni'mats, all the bounties of Jannat, there is one bounty. Baqi Jannat ko bula dene wala. This bounty will make you forget the rest of the bounties of Jannat. The hoors, the qusurs, the anhars, the palaces, the streams, the maidens, everything you'll forget. When this one bounty is presented, what is that? The didar of Allah. The didar of Allah, Allahumma rzuqni, lazzatan nazri la wajhik. My Nabi would make dua, O oh Allah, bless me with the lazzat, with the ecstasy of being able to look directly at you. It comes in the riwayat, cutting it short, time is limited. When Allah will gather the people of Jannat and Ridwan will be commanded, irfail hujub. The keeper of Jannah, Ridwan will be told, irfail hujub. Remove the veil, remove the veil between Allah and His bandas. And let the Jannatis look directly at Allah. That ni'mat will make every other ni'mat of Jannat pale. When Allah at that time will address the Jannatis, it comes in the riwayat. Allah will say, marhaba, marhaba. Welcome to who? What is highlighted? Marhaban bil musalleen, marhaban bil qanitin, marhaban bil saimin, marhaban bil mutahajjideen. Will Allah say, welcome those who used to make salah, those who used to read tahajjud, those who used to fast, those who made hajj, those who made umrah, those who made jihad. No! What will Allah highlight at the pinnacle of Jannah? Marhaban bil sadiqeen. Marhaban bisadiqeen. Welcome to those who used to speak the truth. Those who were sadiq, those who were sadiq, don't take this lightly. My Nabi said, Ana za'imun, Ana za'imun, Ana za'imun, bibaytin fi wasatil jannah, liman tarakal kadib wa inkana mazihan. He said, I, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, am your guarantor. Come and demand it from me. Come on the day of judgment and demand it from me. I guarantee you, I will give you a home in the center of Jannat. Liman tarakal kadib. If you will give up speaking lies. If you will give up speaking lies, even in joking, even in jesting. Today we joke and we speak lies. We promise things to our children, we speak lies. As business people, we are liars. My respected brothers, Lying instead of becoming the exception today has become the norm. Shabashi will congratulate a person as to how gifted a liar he is. How dishonest he is. A Muslim, Allahu Akbar. Forget Muslim. Hiraqale Rum. This riwayat is the third, third or fourth hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Hiraqale Rum, the leader of the Roman Empire. 
the caravan of Abu Sufyan of Mecca. At that time he hadn't accepted Islam. These are the Sanadid, the Ru'asa, the leaders of the Quraysh, the greatest enemies of Rasulullah wasallam. Majority of them eventually will become those who are slaughtered in Badr. They will die on Kufr. These are the Fir'auns of the Ummah at that time. In Ilya, Abu Hiraqal Rum comes to know this group of the Quraysh of Makkah is here. Businessmen, he calls them. Gathers them in front of the leaders of the Roman Empire. That is the superpower of the time. First question he asks them. He wants to find out about the personality who claims that he is the Nabi of Allah. Referring to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What does Hiraqil Arum say? Amongst you, who is the closest person related to that person? Abu Sufyan stands up and he says, I am the closest relation to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Calls Abu Sufyan front. Places the rest of the delegation of the Quraysh in the back. Then he says to his people, I am going to question Abu Sufyan. I want you to watch and I want you to ask them behind that every answer he's giving me, is he speaking the truth or is he speaking lies? Then he addresses Abu Sufyan, questions about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to determine the authenticity of the nubuwat of Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Incident is a lengthy one. We would have heard it before. I'm not going into the details. The point... You want to be an ambassador of Islam. You want to be a beautiful Muslim. You want Allah and His Rasul to be happy with you. These are kafirs drowning in kufr. Yet, Abu Hiraqal Rum, what does Abu Sufyan say? When Hiraqal, when, the, when Hercules, when the leader of the Roman Empire started questioning me about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says it entered my heart. That if there was ever an opportunity for me to lie, for me to besmirch the personality of Muhammad Sallallahu this was it. I did not want to promote Islam in front of the in front of the in front of the superpower of the time. I do not want. To, I am not a supporter of Muhammad Sallallahu This was an opportunity to lie. Yet kafir, kafir, drowning in kufr, enemy of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, Allahu Akbar. He says, if it did not embarrass me. That the that it would become known that Abu Sufyan spoke lies. I would like to anhu on that occasion. I would have openly spoken lies. A kafir could not bear that dishonesty should be attached to his name. What about the Muslim of today? What about the Muslim of today? And what amongst the questions that Hiraqal Rumiya asked? What did he ask? فَهَلْ تَتَّهِمُونَهُ بِالْكَذِبِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَقُولُ مَا قَالْ Before he claimed to be a Nabi of Allah, tell me about this person Muhammad, would he speak the truth or would he lie? Would he speak the truth or would he lie? Today, all the scandals, all the altered documentation, the court cases, the disputes, the scandals, the arguments behind it is what? Where is the honesty of the ummah? Where is the integrity of this ummah? The gullies and the alleys of Makkah would resound before Nubuwat. What did Allah highlight about His Nabi? 
the gullies and the alleys of Mecca, Al-Ameen, As-Sadiq, Al-Ameen, As-Sadiq. They would call him by these titles, the truthful Muhammad, the Amanadar Muhammad. He was not Gaddar, he would not deceive, he would not usurp the rights of others. His honesty, his integrity, Rabiul Awal is coming, Ashik Rasul Banna, Allahu Akbar, Ihsan Danish. is the name of one very famous poet passed away in Lahore, 1982. Originally from India, migrated to Pakistan, passed away in Pakistan. Very, very famous poet. In one of his books, he writes one incident. That time the English were ruling India. In Delhi, there was a pickpocket, Muslim pickpocket. He had his gangsters, or he had his chelas. They would go out for the day, young, young people that were recruited to be pickpockets. End of the day, one small pickpocket comes back to the chief. What did you get today? He says, I managed to earn two rupees. Gets upset. You wasted time the whole day. Only two rupees you earn. So he says, you know what, Sardarji? Today, one very big machli came. I caught one big fish. There was an Englishman. I managed to cut his pocket and I procured a huge sum of money. As I was running away... This thought entered my heart that tomorrow on the day of judgment, what will happen if Isa alayhi salam says to my Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that your ummati stole from my ummati? Will this not embarrass my Nabi on that day? When this thought entered my heart, I took whatever I procured and I went back and I gave it back to that Englishman. Then from someone else I found a small amount. This caused tears to come into the eyes of that thief. And he said, my son, today you have done well. He takes 10 rupees from his own side and gives it to him. What type of ambassadors of Islam are you and I? In Saharanpur in India, this is historically recorded during the English reign. There was a dispute that occurred. There was a piece of land that the Muslims had usurped. They didn't have hak to it. They usurped it, they wanted to build a masjid. The Hindus at that time wanted to build a mandir on that same piece of land. This dispute went to the English court, English judge. It was their reign. Heated argument. Finally the judge is exasperated. They are lying. These people are lying. He doesn't know. So then he asked the Hindus, amongst the Muslims, is there anyone whose testimony you people are prepared to accept that he will speak the truth. They said, yes, there is one person. So he asked who? They said, Mufti Muzaffar Hussain, Rahmatullah Ali. Whatever testimony he will give, we as Hindus will accept it. Muslims are very happy. Why? Mufti Saab is not going to say anything against us. We want the land for masjid. So obviously he's going to say it's our land. We're going to build a masjid. If he, if he has to speak anything else, the mandir will be built here. When Mufti Muzaffar Hussain is called to court, the judge asks him that whose land is this? He said, if the truth has to be told, Judge Saab, this land belongs to the Hindus, the Muslims usurped it. Obviously like today, mashallah, contemporary Muslims, like the Jews we've become, they started cursing and getting very, very upset with Mufti Muzaffar. What kind of a person? You sold out Islam, you're a sellout, you are like this, you are like that. What does Quran say? La yajrimannakum shana'anu qawmin Allah ta'adilu. 
Allah says, do not let your association or contact, whether it's your family member, whether it's your brothery, whether it's somebody close to you, do not let this move cause you to move away from justice. Be on justice. My Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba say, he, he said when he was asked, what is the worst sin? What is the worst sin? What is the worst sin that it is possible for a man to commit? He said, al-ishraku billah. Al-ishraku billah, it is shirk with Allah. Then what? He said, uququl walidain. It is to tear the heart of your parents open to cause hurt to them. Then they asked what? He said, shahadat al-zoor. Shahadat al-zoor. Shahadat al-zoor. To give false testimony. To give false testimony. To give false testimony. This upset Rasulullah so much that he repeated it over and over and over again. Sahaba became concerned in their hearts. They said, we wish he would keep silent. So often he was saying this. So often he was saying this. And yet today, for a couple of rands, you can buy somebody's testimony. There is no integrity. There is no honesty left. Coming back to this incident, when Mufti Muzaffar Hussain said, this land belongs to the Hindus, what did that judge say? This is historically recorded. That judge said, Aaj Musalman haar Today the Muslims have suffered a defeat. Lekin Islam jeet gaya, but Islam is victorious. Muslims have suffered a defeat, but Islam is victorious. Islam, the pinnacle of Islam is Sachai. The pinnacle of Islam is truthfulness. The pinnacle of Islam is honesty. The pinnacle of Islam is integrity. My Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how beautifully he put it. He said, Taharro as-sidq. Taharro as-sidq. Be honest regardless of what options. At times it will appear. If I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to lose out. Inna fihil halaka. You are going to see destruction, loss for you in being honest. But my Nabi gives you consolation. He says, فَإِنَّ فِيهِنْ نَجَاتِ فَإِنَّ فِيهِنْ نَجَاتِ Allah has kept salvation in honesty. إِنَّ الصِّدْقَ إِنَّ الصِّدْقَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْبِرِ Truthfulness, honesty will take you towards piety, will take you towards Allah's obedience. وَإِنَّ الْبِرَّ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ And piety will take you to jannah. Lies and deception will take you to fujur, will take you to sin, will take you to transgression, till eventually, يُكْتَبْ عِنَّ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا Till eventually, you will be written in Allah's court as someone who is a liar. My Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would go to the bazaars of Medina. He would go to the bazaars of Medina and he would tell the business people, he would tell the business people, wal kadib. be careful about lying. Man ghashana falaysa minna. He didn't say if you don't make salah, you're out of my ummah. He didn't say if you don't fast, you're out of my ummah. He didn't say Allahu Akbar. He said, Man ghasha falaysa minna. He who is deceitful, he who is dishonest, laysa minna. He is not from the ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the reign of Hajjaj bin Yusuf, Ibn Kharash, Rahimahullah, was known for his honesty, was known for his integrity. Ibn Kharash's two sons were part of that group, that army that opposed Hajjaj. When that army was defeated, those two sons obviously ran for their lives. They went into hiding. Eventually, they secretly returned back to the home of Ibn Kharash, their father. Hajjaj's CID spies informed him that the two sons of Ibn Kharash who are wanted, a price is on their lives, they are in their father's house, Hajjaj says for Ibn Kharash. And he asks him, 
And that, and that day he says to his courtiers, today I am going to test the honesty and the integrity of Ibn Kharash. When he is summoned in the court of Hajjaj, Hajjaj says to him, Ibn Kharash, tell me where are your two sons? Where are your two sons? He smiles at Hajjaj and he says, Hajjaj, life and death is in the hands of Allah. As Muslims, we cannot lie. As Muslims, we cannot deceive. My two sons are in my own house. I just left them and came here now. When Hajjaj hears this, he smiles and he says, Ibn Kharash, I was testing you. If you had lied, I would have taken your head off and the head of your two sons. Because you spoke the truth, Allah has inspired it in my heart to preserve your life and the life of your two sons. فَإِنَّ فِيهِ النَّجَاتِ فَإِنَّ فِيهِ النَّجَاتِ فَإِنَّ فِيهِ النَّجَاتِ لَوْ رَأَيْتُمْ أَنَّ فِيهِ الْهَلَكَةِ My Nabi said, تَحَرَّهُ السِّدِّ تَحَرَّهُ السِّدِّ Be honest, even if it looks to you that there is loss in this. Quran says, لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَاذِبِينَ If you are going to lie, if you are going to cheat, a Muslim does not cheat. The riwayat of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, رضي الله تعالى عنه, what does he say? He says, الْقَتْلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ تُكَفِّرُ الذُّنُوبَ كُلَّهَا He says, a man becomes shaheed, shaheed, a martyr in the part of Allah. This will expiate Every sin that he committed, illal amana, except amanat dari, except amanat dari, except amanat dari, trustworthiness, wait to his zaban, not deceiving people, not doing people down. Abdullah bin Masood goes on, he says, amanat dari is such a thing if you usurp someone's haq on the day of judgment. Allah will say to this person who became a shaheed, spilt his blood in the bath of Allah. Allah will say to this person, return back the amanat dari. Return back what you usurped from your Muslim brother. You return back what you usurped from that person. This person will say, Ya Allah, يَوْمَ تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضِ غَيْرَ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ وَبَرَزُوا لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ It won't be this earth. It won't be this earth. Everything will have been upended. He will say, Ya Allah, where is it that I must return it? Allah will say to him, it is in Hawiyah. Laha sab'atu abwaab. Jahannam has seven levels. Hawiyah, Jahim, Sakhar, Lada, Khutama, Sa'id. Seven levels. The lowest level of Jahannam. Inna, inna al-munafiqeen. Fiddarkil asfali minan nar. Allah says in the Quran, munafiqeen will be in the lowest level of Jahannam. How deep is Jahannam? Tirmizi Sharif riwayat. One day, Rasulullah Sallallahu is sitting with Sahaba. All of a sudden, a thunderous explosion. Sahaba alam. Ya Rasulullah, what has happened? My Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, 70 years ago, one boulder was thrown into Jahannam. Today it has reached the depths of Jahannam. Such a Jahannam, Allah protect us. How we are, the lowest level of Jahannam. The shaheed will be told, according to the riwayat of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, the shaheed will be told that the haq, which you made khianat with, is in Hawiyah. Go and fetch it and return it. Can we imagine, can we imagine what this person will have to go through? To go through the seven levels of Jahannam. Finally he will pick up this haq, that zameen or that land or whatever it is, and carry it on his shoulders till he reaches right till the precipice, then he will be flung back. It will fall back into Hawiyah. This will carry on for as long as Allah decides. My respected brothers, my respected brothers, do not take honesty and integrity lightly. 
We are the ambassadors of Islam. You want to be beautiful. You want sukoon in your home. You want barakah in your life. Coming back to this hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu we've already run out of time. Allah give opportunity in life. Inshallah, we'll continue with the other two aspects. My Nabi said, bring four things in your life. Bring four things in your life. Bring four things in your life. Fala alayka ma fataka dunya. If you don't have anything else, you've lost nothing. You've got everything. Your dunya is made. Your akhirat is made. What are the four things? Two we have mentioned. My Nabi said, sidqu hadithin. Sidqu hadithin, Sidqu hadithin. When you speak, speak the truth. Hifdu amanatin. Have amanat dari. Don't be gaddar. Don't deceive. Don't usurp the rights of others. The other two, just for translation, he said, Husnu khaliqatin. Have a beautiful akhlaq and character. Wa'iffatun fi tu'matin. And let your earnings be halal. Let your food be halal. Let you what let what you consume be halal. Allah give us tawfiq wa